You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. The 2021 Acura TLX is the top-selling luxury sedan in St. Louis, and St. Louis Acura has an unbeatable selection. The TLX has the highest safety rating, and right now you can get $2,500 in loyalty conquest offers with 0% financing for up to 36 months. We offer free pickup and delivery, and we'll also buy your used vehicle, even if you don't buy from us. St. Louis Acura, committed to becoming better than ever for you. The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online. Driven by Munganast, St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman. Hey, welcome on into another edition of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, right here on ClavesOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Andy Hanselman. Andy, how are you? Well, hi, Joseph. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. First show of November, as uh, we, we just uh, keep rolling on through the uh, the calendar year. I bought, last week, I bought my giant desk calendar for 2020 to start filling that out for the uh, for next year. For, for 2020, you're going to be a year? Or 2022, be, I'm sorry, 2022. You'll be a little behind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I the, the 2020 desk calendar was a huge waste of money. Yeah, uh, it was. So but you like no. having a bit one of those big desk calendars on your uh, on your desktop there? Um, I don't have a desktop. Um, this the, like this right here. This is a a little like table that you would uh, a little like I, I don't even. It's not even that big, Andy. It's like this big. It's it has my computer, my microphone, my phone, and a, and a glass of water. That's that's all I can fit on this table that I use here. Um, no, Andy, the uh, the giant desk calendar just roams around my house. Oh. Like, I, I think right now it might be on the living room coffee table. Um, sometimes it'll be up here in, in my office with me. Sometimes it'll just be laying around somewhere. It's basically, oh. I use it as a planner, but it's humongous. So, you know, Mr. Googly invented a thing called Google Calendar. I don't like, you know what? I like to be able to look. I have, I have a Google Calendar. I have one. I, I have a lot of different things written in there. I like to just be able to look at this giant desk calendar and it shows what I have. I, I For some reason, I like having the giant desk calendar instead. Like every day, this, I mean, I don't know if it speaks to how, I don't know, uh, particular I am uh, with, with things. So every day I ha- I, I buy you know, the 300 packs of like three by five index cards. Mm-hmm. And every day I write my to-do list on it. Yes, I know there are apps. I know that there are apps out there that I can open up and write a to-do list every day. I have I, I have a to-do list written on an index card every single day. Really? Yeah. It helps keep me organized. Hmm. And I, and, love- and I mean, even, even things that are routine, every, like, I mean, every single Thursday, I, I, on that list is record with Andy, publish the show. That's, um, uh, 
That's very Gen X of you. <laughs> is that Gen X to do that? Absolutely, it is. I just, I, I just like to have it there in front of me. I, I can, I completely understand. I, I take a lot more handwritten notes at work than I do typed out notes. I can have my little steno pad where I, uh, where I keep track of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's. I'm, I'm surprised to hear that you do that. Yeah, and I, you know what? Yeah, like, I, I so the one thing, like grocery list wise. So grocery list wise, I you Walmart's app used to be able to allow you to like put all of your stuff. Like, I would just put it in the cart, but then I'd go there and buy it and then just delete it from my my cart there. But they changed it up now to where I have to write out my grocery list every week again. No, I know that's that's a pain in the ass. But the fact that you make a grocery list also very Gen X of you, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's you know everything else. I, I mean, I don't. I don't like print out plane tickets or anything. Like I'm not. I'm that's, not that bad with it. Like I still use. Good. You know, I use technology for those things. That's good. Technology. Right. I mean, I hate talking on the phone. I'll. I'll text. I will. I will ignore a call and text you right away. Oh, I'm well aware of this. <laughs> this is this is not news to me, sir. This motherfucker. I, I think the only person I talk to on the phone these days really is Claves. Right. Claves Claves much of a texter? Oh no, we yeah, we we text we'll, we'll text about stuff. Uh but I mean a lot of there there are a lot of phone calls just about, you know, stuff for the site or ideas that we have, things that we're planning for for sure. things. So no, there's yeah, that 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 usually takes a lot of phone calls but then yeah, there there are plenty of stuff we text as well. Joe, I got so, a text yesterday from your wife. About what? Oh, yeah. You got a... Uh, yeah, I know, I know where first, this is going, yeah. You got your first pedicure yesterday. I did. You know what? The foot's still been bothering me, and it's it, it's just annoying the hell out of me. So I want to so know... I, I'm, I'm going know any... What? So I want to know how you liked it. Whenever they took the file under, like, my big toenail... Oh, that's a little rough. That gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that at all. Because they get get they got down a little close to your nail bed, huh? Yeah, I didn't like that one bit. Yeah, did they have to dig any 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 parts of the in, any ingrown out of the uh, sides there? Mm-mm. No, there uh, nothing. Okay. I mean, so nothing I there. know of. I I have no idea. Like, but your feet yeah. come out feeling so silky and smooth. Yeah, I I apologize to the woman several times because my feet are just hideous, and uh, they're. I mean. I don't Promise. know what it cost, but there, I mean, whatever it was, she, she deserved a lot more than whatever, whatever she was paid. Guys, pedicures usually like around 25 bucks, 25, 30 bucks. Pretty good. No idea. I didn't handle any of that. I, I, I was, I just showed up where I was told to show up. So my favorite part, did you get the extra left, the extra leg scrub? I did yeah, get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a real nice feature too. I, I did tell her to spend a little time around the ankle for that one. I was like, yeah, you know, it, it, it hurts right there. Just spend a little, spend a little more time down yeah. there. Well, Joe, I'm glad, uh, very, uh, Metro of you. If Metro, if Metro is still a thing, uh, oh. a man in touch with his, with his beautification process, as much as you are, I was shocked that you had your first pedicure ever. I, you know what, at, at this point, it's just anything, anything will, anything will do, anything will, will work as I, I don't have, I'm going to Nashville in two weeks. 
yep. uh, doing uh, doing my next race there. So that'll be the uh, th- yeah, that'll be next up. So Joe is is the uh, are the feet hurting from all of the extra activity this year? I don't think it's so much that. I just think it's little tweaks here and there that just need resting. I, I think it's just little. I, today I ran for the first time in really about. I guess what is today? The the fourth today is the the first day that I've run since uh, the seventeenth. Since so you're you're looking at two weeks uh, plus four days, so eighteen days. I, I've not run, and I, I went out for a three mile yog this afternoon. Ooh, a soft yeah. J yog. Yeah, so I, I went and did that, and I'll, I'll push it up to about five or six this weekend, and the next weekend yep. I'll do ten, and then I'll be ready for uh, for Nash Vegas. So. That's uh that's what's coming up on the uh on the calendar. That's what I have coming up on the uh, on the list. As far as today uh, as far as today goes, as far as this week goes, I, I got to say this might be one of the strangest weeks of topics that we have ever had. Yeah, I got um, your list. I got your yeah. list yesterday, Joe. I'm like, "What in the hell is going on?" Yeah. Well, well the crack slipper one, we'll get to that. I can't Not even that. tell you how excited stuff. I am. What's that? What are you excited about? The, the the topic that we're discussing for crack slippers today. I don't know how to pronounce that word, Joe. No, no, that wasn't that. That was just more topics. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no oh. you're talking. The word I gave you was the scoragami, which is just something that fascinates me. It is the so there is a website. There's a Twitter account. I, I love the little Twitter accounts like the odd stats and the stuff. I, I really, really enjoy uh, some of these. But I uh, the, the scoragami scoragami is a what it is is a a twitter account where they will track nfl scores that have never happened before oh so as you you know well aware nfl games you can score three points you can score two points you can score six points you can add an extra point onto that to make it seven points there are many a variety of ways to score points in the nfl you can't just score one Right. Well, yeah, an extra point you can. Yeah, you can. You can on, no, on you, the on the kick. Yeah, you can. But you cannot score. Yeah, you cannot score one lone point. Right. Maybe there's a weird way. I don't know if there's a rule that you can. I'm I'm not sure. But for example, but they go through every Sunday and Monday they go through. So for example, Monday night football, it was the Giants at the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Andy, the final score of that game was twenty to seventeen. Probably a very common score. It has happened 271 times in NFL history. 20. I'm on the site now, Joe. Yeah. So, I mean, that's happened before. Some of these, like Dallas 20, Minnesota 76. That was Sunday night football. The 20 to 16 score has happened 55 times in the history of the NFL. Joe, there was a weird score at the end of Super Bowl 35, or Super Bowl 30, I mean. Where the Rams were victorious, twenty-three to sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, that's only happened. Uh, well, it's not too bad. It's forty-seven times. Right. So I don't know if there was a any score gummies this uh, this past weekend. I, I'm not sure if there if there were, but I know, uh, it, you know, what was there? There was one over the week. There was a college game over the weekend and they were even covering that because there was something along the lines of just how, you know, just the, the score got to be so ridiculous. 
Um, it, it, like for well, forty-four to seven, I, I think forty. Or I'm sorry, forty-four to six was the final score of the Eagles Detroit game. That has happened seven times in NFL history. The last time was January first of two thousand and seventeen, when uh, when that happened. So well, it, I, I think the higher the point total the more chances you have of, of getting there to one of those just because of how hard it is to really run up. I mean, it's hard to score 44 points in an NFL game. So I'm looking at this, Joe. There's under the score of winning team score of 40. I mean, there's really not a whole lot. No, there, there really aren't. I didn't know there was a whole website uh, dedicated to this as well. I... Uh, but it, it's built by a guy by the name of Dave Mattingly, who I guess goes through this every single week. And he goes through and he looks at all of the scores. So it, it is a, you know, it's a pretty neat website or a pretty neat Twitter account. If you're interested in that type of things, like uh, the one that I really started to like this past year for baseball was the MLB random stats is the name of it at MLB random stats. It's by a guy by the name of Jeremy Frank who runs it. And it's just constant weird stats in the, like, I mean, just random, like it's just stuff. He retweets stuff that he, he talks about. And there are, yeah, there, there are a lot of just interesting things in here that make no difference. Some of them, I mean, make absolutely no difference to what the score of the game is or how things go. In, in a game, but it's just really, really odd stats that you, you somehow he puts them all out there. So it was, it's, it was fun to follow all season. There wasn't a whole lot that happened in the postseason, I think for the most part, or, you know, something, things that he'll just randomly retweet. Like Zach Grinky was the first pitcher with a pinch hit base hit in the playoffs since 1923. Huh? How about that? Right. Joe, there were 98 uh, years since the last pinch 90, hit, uh, base hit by a pitcher. Joe, there were four games. There's been four games this season where a score, where a score combination has happened for the first time. Oh, oh, that's, that seems, you see something like that. It seems really high, you know? Yes, it does seem really high. So the, the lowest one is uh, a, a game that was 31 to five, uh, Arizona at Houston, uh, it was Arizona uh, won that game, thirty-one mm-hmm. to five. Uh, the next one is thirty-eight to eleven. The Rams beat the Giants thirty-eight to eleven. Uh, this one here, uh, the Bills beat the Dolphins fifty-six to twenty-six. And the Browns beat the Steelers on January tenth. Supposed to be a, play- a playoff game. Uh, 48 to 37. Yeah. Fascinating website. Fasc- and that, you know, and- I, that I saw that one and what was it? 15 MLB, um, teams want have won the world series. And I think it's the last 20, 21 years. I think if you go back and see how many franchises, um, have won now that the Braves won this past weekend, that's our color scheme, by the way, if you're looking at the uh, at the graphic that we that we post on on Twitter and social media every week so you can uh, you can see that that you um, for for that but yeah 15 half of major league baseball half of major league baseball has won a a world series in this um, 15 MLB organizations have won world series I want to say it's, it's either since 2000 
or 2001 is yeah since 2000 since 2000 there have been 15 now major league teams that have won organizations so half of major league baseball has won a world series in the last 21 years that's pretty good consistency like i know we sit here in st louis and, and see the cardinals in the playoffs all the time and since 2000 i mean how many nlcs's have the cardinals been in because they've been in four world series since 2000 uh 2000 2003 2000, 2000, 2000 no 2004 2006 2011 2013 yep so they were in four world series and then think of all of the other nlcs's that they were in oh my God. outside of that so you see that but then so i mean a thing to look at if you go through you know 2000 since 2000 and look at how many teams the cardinals have knocked out of the playoffs how many organizations they've knocked out of the playoffs it just, I mean, some of the names on there, like you look at an organization, like, God, that's, they're such a butt-ass organization now that loses all the time. And you're like, huh, at one point they were in the playoffs against the Cardinals. That's right. I mean, it seemed like for a while there that it was kind of an observation of mine that the Cardinals had a new rival in the NL Central about every two or three years, whether it was Houston in the mid-2000s, Cincinnati, Chicago, you know, Pittsburgh there for a year or two. Um, when when they were when they thought they were gonna rule the world and everybody you know they they get all excited in the playoffs to play the Cardinals and then uh, much to their chagrin they end up losing. Uh, they go in there with all this confidence and then the Cardinal Devil magic uh, happens to to take over. And, right. You know that yeah I think what the Giants won two or three of the World Series in the last twenty one years. So yes. when you look at something like that and you look at a team like the Giants that have you know, more of the world series. I, I, I want to say they've won three. I, I really, I, I could be wrong about that, but I, I thought I it was, I think it's just two, but I'm also an idiot. So I, I know they, yeah, cause I, I know they were there and that's, but and that's where, where, you know, it's kind of brings us to the, the Buster Posey story from this, uh, that which, which, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you have all of these stories, you have all of the, you know, the Braves win the world series, you have the Aaron Rodgers news. You have the what? What else did I, I send you this uh, this past week? Uh, we're I mean we'll we'll get to the the Henry Rugg stuff um, at some point. Crack Slippers is just one of those stories that just looks, seems like a Mad Libs. And then out of nowhere, Buster Posey announces his retirement at the age of 34. 34 years old. He just had his best offensive season in his career. Well, Joe, I say he's going out on top. Yeah, by the way, he they, the Giants did win three World. They won in 2010, 2012, and 2014. That's right. So, and then in 11 and 13, the Cardinals were in the World Series mm-hmm. um, for that. So, he, I mean, he, seven All-Stars. He was the MVP. He's Rookie of the Year. He's won a Gold Glove, four-time Silver Slugger. Uh, is, uh, the, the list of, na- of, of stats that he has put up a golden spikes winner that's a best college player I mean, he has just one after another after another stat that he has put up he's a hall of famer he will get into the hall of fame and it's at the age of 34 it is amazing that he's calling it quits and when you hear that and and you know here in st louis especially when you look at yachty who's going to turn 40 years old in july yep 40 in in july and it's it's just you know amazing that he's still going 
and as I was digging into the Buster Posey stuff, I, this, so this news came out. We're recording this Thursday. That news came out Wednesday. On Tuesday, there was a, a story about Buster Posey or, or about uh, the body armor drink. Yes. About how body armor was bought by Coca-Cola. And I, I know that Kobe, so the, the way the story was written, the way the story got out and the reason it, it started making, you know, its ways in, in mainstream news was that Kobe Bryant was a $6 million initial investor into body armor. Okay. The family of Kobe Bryant made $400 million off of this. Oh. Initial investment. Okay. So they turned a $6 million investment into $400 million. And that's a great investment. Pretty good ROI. Buster Posey, in 2013, signed on as a partner and an investor into Body Armor. Along with Mike Trout and Rob Gronkowski. Okay. There were, there were three others. I don't know who the other three are, but... Yeah, the it, it began back in 2013. Can you imagine if, if I mean I don't know how much he put in. I don't know in 2013 how much money Buster Posey had. He made his major league debut in 2019. I don't there in 2009. I don't think he was making all that much. But can you imagine? I mean, if, if Kobe made I mean, so if he invested six if Kobe invested six million to make four hundred million, Buster Posey, if he invested three million, he makes two hundred million. On that. Why? I mean, if you're if you're making nine figures off a drink and you never have to squat behind a plate and take a foul ball off your hand again or get hit by a 98 mile an hour fastball ever again. I mean, why wouldn't you just walk away? <laughs> why bother? Right? I wouldn't. And I mean, he, he, so he, and it, for those that don't know too, he opted out in 2020, not because of anything health related to him, but because he and his wife adopted two premature born twin girls. So he's got what, a two one-year-olds running around the house, two-year-olds now, I guess. So uh, you go home. You've are he's already made. I, I can't imagine how much he's already made in his uh, in his earnings for you know playing baseball because he made almost what twenty one million dollars this year. I guess right. He, I mean, he's made in his in his life. I don't know. It's I'm looking through here. So in 2013, by the way, that's the first uh, time it's listed on here. He made $3 million, $3.8 million. Then in 2014, 11 million, 2015, 17 million. He's made $20 million plus every single year since 2016. Pretty incredible. Right. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, he has made in his life easily. I mean, over $150 million, right? That sounds about right. Yeah. 
add another hundred million plus onto that. You're 34 years old. Done. Great. See what else you can invest in. It's like winning the lottery. But you're, I mean, you're, you're also really, really good at, at, I mean, at a you're sport already, too. You're not just, you know, you're not moving from a, a the trailer park to the, no. you know, to, to some but nice I, neighborhood. My, my point is that you're already rich and you just, and you just won a, you just, you, you, you won a lottery fallout by this. Do you, I mean, do you consider that a lottery fallout? I just, I look at it and I think, you know what? He made yeah. a great investment in that. Yeah. I That's mean, a smart investment. He, he, he has, he out. hired smart people to make, uh, make the call for him. And he got lucky. If your company gets bought by Coca-Cola, you're lucky. And you have and you have good and you have good people running, you know, running, you know, right. running the ship is what you have right. going on. Buster Posey didn't do anything to to facilitate a purchase from Coca-Cola. I mean, hey, if he if he was a spokesman for it and played good baseball, I'm sure people bought drinks. They were like, hey, Buster Posey's uh, got that. I'm gonna get it. You ever bought anything off an athlete endorsement? Um, I'd have to think real hard. I know. I've, I mean, I, I mean, I've definitely have bought more than I've, you know, I've bought the rocks energy drink just because it's the rock that makes it. I've never done that. His company. Never done that. Zoa. There's, there's better ones out there, but don't tell, don't tell Dwayne. I said that. Yeah. He's like my number one, uh, number one on my my guest list that I'd I'd want to get on. I will. I won't say anything, Joe. Okay. We'll we'll edit this one out post production. Make sure we do that. By the way, I had I I, I told I told like one of our guests today I was going to edit stuff out post production. I didn't edit anything out post production. Oh no. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal. But you haven't asked me who's on the show yet today. I've been trying to find out who, how much Buster Posey invested into, uh, into uh, body armor. I don't know if you're gonna find that. It's public information. Oh, okay. That's Maybe a, you will find a, it. That's a publicly held company, brother. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think it see? is at least. Uh, Joe, hey, yeah. Uh, you know, it's Thursday. Who's on the show today? Uh, Andy. So today on the uh, on the program, uh, um, it's already been posted up on our YouTube page. And I think it's a standalone on the podcast page because AEW Wrestling wanted me to get it out early. But John Silver of the Dark Order, AEW star, is on the uh, on the show. And Andy, he's in the main event tonight at Shafitz Arena for the uh, first time. Friday Night Rampage is in St. Louis, and he is in the main event against Adam Cole. Which I, I know I teased it last week that I, I was working on a uh, on a really big thing for this week, and. Uh, because John Silver's in the main event, it didn't come to fruition. Because John Silver is known as uh, his nickname is Johnny Hungy, because Johnny the man Hungy. likes to eat. Yeah, the, the man loves to eat. In fact, in fact, during the interview, he uh, we we did the interview right after he had placed an order at IHOP. This was ten forty five Tuesday night. He ordered an omelet from IHOP. And then did the interview with me while it was being delivered to him. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So we were, so the plan was that I had all, I had it worked out with, uh, with public relations for AEW. Like it was, it was going to be a great thing. We were going to drive around St. Louis and eat at different places. (laughs) 
<laughs> that that was the uh, that was the plan, and then once he once he got into the main event, they were like, "Yeah, he he doesn't want to do that." I don't blame him. Yeah, so it was uh it was unfortunate, but it was a uh, it was a good interview. And then St. Louis's own Greg Warren's on the show today. Oh, how's Greg? Yeah, doing? We- yeah, he was doing great. He's going to be at the Funny Bone next week, uh, next weekend, the 11th through the 14th. So uh, we uh, we chatted up a bit. Andy, it goes almost a half an hour, and we were still chatting along. We uh, I, I recommend. So if you listen to it here, find time to go watch it either on Twitter or YouTube also because, Andy, uh, there, there's a lot of video element to this interview including uh, pictures of Frank Cusimano and Greg Warren from back in the day. And we also, uh, and we also have a, an appearance by his plumber that, uh, that comes in. Wow. Yeah. He, he brought his plumber into the interview to talk about how his plumber was nice and clean cut. And I look the way I do. And he said in front of the plumber, uh, which of the two of you look more like a plumber? Kind of rude. And then <laughs> I asked the plumber too. I said, I go, Greg, I go, does he, I go, he just walked into you doing an interview. I said, does he have any clue who you are? And Greg goes, probably not, which makes this even better. And the guy goes, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was uh yeah, uh, but yeah, it was uh it was a really good interview. So if you if you listen to it, go back uh, the video portion of it's pretty fun as well. So that's everything that we uh, we have uh, for you interview wise on the uh, on the show today. Have a few weeks of uh, of good guests building up as well here in the month of November. Some other things that I'm working on. That should be uh, that should be really fun. Um, and now I have a little more time on my hand with baseball being over, and not doing the daily stuff with Rammer anymore. It's more time for creative juices to get flowing Ooh. and see what we can uh, what we can get done here on Weekend Row. Hey, we're driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Munganas Alton Toyota. I know it's uh, it's really hard these uh, these days to get a, a rental car from some places. Uh, Munganas Alton Toyota, they want to help you out with some of that. And also, hey, right now too, they are, they are looking for your used car. If you go to altontoyota.com, and you type in the year, the make, the model of your car right there on the homepage. It'll tell you how much your car's worth. And then you you, you let uh, Munganass Alton Toyota know that, hey, you got this car. What what will you give, uh, give me for it? And see what kind of offer they can make you. Put you in a brand new 2022 Toyota. They do have brand new 2022 Toyotas coming to their lot. And you can get on that over at Munganass Alton Toyota. Give my guy Jamie a call there. And they have the 2022s over at St. Louis Acura too. So, uh, you know, give, give Jamie a call. Hit up Jamie and tell him that you are looking for a new car and see what kind of deal he can make with you. So the NFL news, Andy, that uh, that came out this it's, you know, it's it just another one of the, uh, it's another bad week, another black eye for the NFL and uh, I, this past week on Huddle Up with Howard, which is now available on ClabesOnline.com, Mike Claiborne and Howard Richards, they have an interview 
up right now with lawyer John Hessel from St. Louis talking about all of the uh, all of the latest information with what's going on there. So you can uh, you, you can check that out over there at claimsonline.com as that was uh, that's posted Friday morning. So go and see what they uh, what they have for uh, for you with um, with the latest on that. But I don't even know. I want to get into the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Yep. But first, just just, uh, just the COVID protocol part of it. Yeah, just that. Well, that and and just so much other with his his girlfriend or fiance, wife, whatever Cheyenne Woodley is now. But I, before we get into that, just the Henry Rugg story. We can sit here and we can we can talk all kinds of shit on Harry Henry Ruggs for just the absolute terrible horrific decisions that he made but in the end I, you it's you know it is a 22 year old whose life is completely ruined and another young woman whose life is over because of it and just the it's such a tragic story over such a terrible terrible nonsensical mistake that was made and you know, we we talked last week uh, about Officer Tyler Timmons and how what happened with him didn't need to happen at all. Right? The, you know, just the choices that others make that are just it just makes no sense. Same thing goes for Henry Ruggs as a decision that did not need to be made. Did you know the NFL has a deal in place with Uber to give rides to players whenever they need them? I'm not shocked that something like that exists. Yeah, it's in the collective bargaining agreement that they, they they tell these players, "Hey, call Uber. Like Uber will come get you, no matter what." Like, I mean, I know it'll come get you, but this is something that's worked into them, worked into all the teams, to where I know you and I will look and be like, oh, "I don't want to spend fifty dollars on an Uber," but I mean, these are NFL players and they don't have to worry about that. But just a, twice the legal limit, 156 miles an hour. Just so much of it is just nonsense. Yeah. And it's, you know, plain and simple, he's never going to play a down of football ever again. No. And the way the NFL cycle goes, soon enough, we will never remember his name again. It will fade into, it'll fade into oblivion. And some point down the road, I mean, we'll, we'll hear it again when he's charged and convicted of the crimes he committed. And then we'll hear his name again, whenever he gets released from prison. Right. I will, you know, 20 years down the line or whatever. We'll, we'll hear his name again and people go, oh, yeah, I remember that story. That, that was terrible. That's, that's the way it'll go. Similar it's, to, I mean, another awful, like it was Ray Carruth story, you know? It's just so sad. Yeah, it, it it really is. So that's that that was just absolutely terrible. And then, I, you know what? Not being a fan of an NFL team, just sitting there and watching Red Zone every week, allowed me to enjoy the hell out of the Aaron Rodgers story. Because his actions, they hurt the team. You know, they they were selfish. They they hurt the team. The team has to play a Jordan Love, who is not as good as Aaron Rodgers. But hey, who knows? Maybe one day he can be. I think we said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers when he was behind Brett Favre. Pretty much. And Aaron Rodgers has gone on to, 
you know, almost have a, some might say a better career than what Brett Favre had. Different eras, but might be a better career. But you, when you start digging into this story, the fact that he was asked point blank, are you vaccinated? And he says, yeah, I've been immunized. Yeah, whatever. Immunized, I mean. Yeah. But if he would have just said that, that's one thing. But he said yes. And then he said that. Right. And then to read that he spent all summer petitioning the NFL to allow other forms of of treatment. Which I I think right off the bat, people were like, oh, he he ate horse paste. Hmm. But no, no, I don't think it was that. No, probably not. His fiance, Cheyenne Woodley. I don't, I mean, from what, what movie, what is, uh, I, I know she was in, was it American teenage, pregnant American teenager, whatever it was called. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, that, that she was in that TV show and then she's been in many, many other, uh, other things since then as, uh, I think what divergent, is that the, that the big one that she was, yeah. uh, that she's known for. Yes. By the way, it was the secret life of an American teenager was, uh, where she got her debut. And then she was in the descendants and then the divergent series is what she was in. Apparently Andy, she only drinks spring water, like water just out of a spring. She makes her own medicines and she eats clay. I'm choosing not to go and look up what any of that stuff means. Joe. Because I like just saying those words and leaving it as that. Joe, I don't like to stereotype people. Okay. Uh, but but I feel going, like you're about to. But I'm going to here anyway. Go ahead. So, who were some of the weirdest kids you went to high school with? They were the drama kids, right? I guess you could say that, yeah. Is it shocking that actors and actresses pull all this shit? I see, yeah. They're not normal people. And then when you see some of the other, when you hear some of the other stories about the way the big-named actors, actresses might act on set. It makes sense when you think back about, okay, well, who are the people that behave like that in high school? Oh, yeah. The kids in drama club. Yeah. You had band in there too? No, 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 it was way, way different. Way different. Now, okay. now, but the special combo were those that were in band and the drama club. Right. Very eccentric people. Yeah. So at that end, it's just you, some of the stories that have come out of this. And, but then, it goes a step further because there are people that want Aaron Rodgers to be like suspended, like legit. Not, I'm not talking no. about bear. I'm not talking about bears fans that are like, Oh, they should kick him out of the league just because they don't want to ever play him again. Like that's funny. Okay. If you're right. a bears fan and or a Vikings fan and you're, if you're a lions fan, you'd have no shot for anything anyway. And your, your coach bites kneecaps, you know, mm-hmm. shut up. But if you have a, a thing like an Aaron Rodgers story and you're like, oh, yeah, they should kick him out of the league for this. He lied. Kick him. Get, get rid of him. Like, that's funny. Hmm. But there are people out there who legit think that he should be suspended or, you know, fined heavily. And that's something, you know what, if if he lied to people, 
he lied to the team, they can punish him. I mean, they can, that, they can, they can put down their own punishment with him being an employee of theirs. I mean, that part makes sense. Yes. But for the NFL to step in and do anything no. ridiculous. Not, it's not, a, it's beyond the, it's outside the purview of the NFL. Yeah, it is. So, you know what? Just take it for what it is. He's going to miss probably this game. Yeah. And we will uh, we'll see how much more he misses out of this. But if your fantasy team had Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry, you're screwed. You're screwed. Now, the, I was telling you uh, off air, Joe, that the uh, the karaoke kings of Chicago are, in fact, screwed uh, just by the Derrick Henry news. Very, very upsetting. Get this. I, so, so Aaron Rodgers got COVID. That's why he's not playing this weekend. Derrick Henry broke a bone in his foot. That's why he's not playing this weekend. Right. Those are legit injuries, you know? I, no, Joe, I might, uh, yeah. I don't know if you heard it. COVID's fake, Joe. That's, I, I have heard that. I don't believe it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> By so the way. Andy, hey, I have before, the hey. league that I have been playing in now for 12 years with friends that I have never, ever won. Never have I won this league. Andy, two of my wide receivers. Actually, the first two wide receivers I think I drafted were um, Calvin uh, Calvin Ridley and Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Neither one is hurt. Neither one is probably playing this weekend. Calvin Ridley has some mental health issues going on. That is, uh, he's stepping away from football. Odell Beckham is, his dad made a mean video about uh, Baker Mayfield. No. <laughs> and they're kind of just keeping him away from the team. So <laughs> that is, I, I just, I have two guys that are that are out and neither one's actually hurt. Neither one's actually injured. My team is just falling apart. But Team Vaxxed and Waxed is uh is just out. It's just uh, screwed this uh, this week, and I need to go find a find a wide receiver somewhere. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what was a good pickup for the old karaoke kings of Chicago was uh was Joe Burrow in about the fourteenth round. Yeah, he's playing some good quarterbacking right now. Yep. Which Andy, it might as well just lead us right in to oh, our uh, pick'em for this week, as it's time now to hit the music. Andy, our picks brought to you each and every week by Kevin Miller of Caldwell Baker Gundaker, the Miller Meyer team, as they are celebrating the one year birthday of Teddy, their uh, their pup. Well, happy birthday, Teddy! Yeah, happy birthday to. Uh, now, to Teddy. I think that makes about nine dogs for the uh, Miller Myers household. He somehow has more dogs than you, and I don't understand how that's possible. He has a lot more dogs than me. He really does. Like. At he least, does. at least twice the amount of dogs that I have. Yeah. Also, too, this uh, segment sponsored by Trikin Consulting, the uh, leader in pre-employment background investigation. I went to I went to Dr. Thomas Trice's house uh, trick or treating on Sunday nights. Hi. Went up there as I was walking around with uh, with Hudson. I knew which house was uh, was his, and I made a point. That's the only one I actually walked up to the front door. And his wife comes up to the door, and I, I see him sitting in the background. I think Hudson's like, why the hell is he walking up here with me? Like, why is this the only house he's walking up to? And I said, 
Uh, and then I hear him go, hey, it's Joe. And his wife goes, oh, it is. And I said, Hudson, ask him where the full-size candy bars are. That was my question. Did Dr. <laughs> Trike, did, uh, Dr. Trike, did he uh, give out the full-size Snickers? Uh, Dr. Dom Thomas Trice did not give up, but, but he did yell. He did yell to his wife. He says, just dump the whole bowl in his bag, <laughs> which they did not do. But she was she was going she went in there a few times and I saw a few handfuls of candy make the transfer from the bowl into his bag. Ooh, so boy. he did very well at that house. Joe, I uh, I, yeah. I know we're I don't know we're in the middle of the picks, but uh, I, I I don't get very many trick or treaters up on my side of Glen Carbon up in the hill, right? Uh, and uh, I I do I, I get some sometimes, and so I had I had one couple kids come by a few years ago and Joe I, I don't buy candy anymore to hand out because I end up consuming all the candy right I had to give them like I give them like a slice of cheese and pop tarts nice I saw and I'm gonna do this by the way Trikin consulting Trikin.net if uh hey they they have been around for uh combined uh, they have 50 years combined experience if you are looking to hire anybody and want to do a background check Trikin consulting T-R-I-K-E-N, as we're in the middle of a live read. I saw this on Twitter, and I'm going to do this next year, um, along with a, a big cauldron of candy that I set out every year. Next year, I'm sitting out a bag of potatoes, just raw potatoes, and the kids can choose. He can either get candy or he can take a raw potato. Why would you want a raw potato, Joe? Uh, you know what? Uh, you, you have enough candy, but this is the only house you're coming to that has potatoes. You're going to get teepeed, Joe. I'm not, but I'm, the candy's going to be there too. But when all the candy's gone and there's only potatoes left, those the, candy, the candy never runs out. I went out there. I, I went out. So trick or treat ended at eight thirty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't the best night of weather on Sunday night. I went out at eight forty-five to bring my uh, bowl of candy back in. There was a family there with four children, all under the age of five, still walking around house to house. I went to say, "Why the hell are you still out? It's a school night. Get your kids home." Yeah, get home. But I, I went in and I said, oh, here's, here's what's left. And I just dumped all the rest of the candy into their bags and, and walked back into the house. What uh, what mix of candy did you buy, Joe? I um, I just buy random whatever bags, 200 pieces in there in the bags. I'll get two or three of them every year. And uh, I, uh, I just put them in cauldrons and I take Hudson out trick-or-treat. I have not had enough uh, Reese's peanut butter cups uh, this ha- this Halloween season. I took every single one of Hudson's Reese's uh, cups and I put them all in the freezer. That's where they belong. Yes, and I, they're they're for fair game for anybody, but they are all in the the freezer. Oh, I was happy order. to see that he came home with three fun size cookie and cream Hershey's. Ooh! I have not had a cookie and cream Hershey's in a long time. All three of them are gone. He he did not uh, he did not get an opportunity to try the uh, the fun size <laughs> Reese's, uh, cookie and cream. That went to dad. So, unfortunate uh, for him. Hey, our picks. We, Andy, we have this week four games on the the docket. Andy, I am still in first place. I am up by only two games now, as we had a terrible, awful week last week. Andy, we all sucked so much last week. I think I went 0-5. You did go 0-5. Andy, I went 1-4. Klaibs went one and four. Ben went one and four. Hoff went two and three. Howard Richards went three and two. The only winner last week, Howard Richards. Mm. So he has climbed up a bit. He has. 
Klaibs, Hoff, and Howard all tied for second place at 20 and 21. This is how close we are. I'm the only one over 500 right now. That's correct. Yeah. Frank's at 18 and 23. Andy, you and Ben are at 17 and 24. I'm going 4-0 this week, Joe. We'll see about that as we get into our picks. Four games, and we are going to start with Auburn at Texas A&M. Andy, the college football playoff committee came out with their first rankings of the season this uh, this past week. They kind of screwed Cincinnati, not putting Cincinnati in the uh, in the top four. Cincinnati 8-0 on the season. They put them six behind one loss Ohio State, behind one loss Oregon, and behind one loss Alabama. Alabama's one loss came to Texas A&M, who's ranked 14th. They play 13th-ranked Auburn, and that is our one college game that we have on the schedule this week. Andy, that game is being played in College Station down in Texas A&M. Who you got between Auburn and Texas A&M? With the Aggies coming off a bye and playing at home, they are well-positioned to keep rolling. If Calzada can complete a few downfield throws to keep the Auburn defense honest, the run game will open up for a Chaney and Spiller, which will lead to an A&M victory. Joe, the winner today, your Texas A&M Aggies. Howard, Frank, and Claves also going with Texas A&M. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to say the playoff committee got things right. I'm going to go Auburn. I haven't seen Auburn so, play all year. I'm going Auburn. We are going, and uh, by the way, uh, Texas A&M is against all the pundits. They all say... Uh, straight up, uh, uh, they, uh, Auburn, four to three. Yeah, Auburn, uh, Hoff also went with Auburn on uh, on this. Next up, here here's one we just mentioned. Odell Beckham's out for the uh, out for the the week. Browns at Bengals. Browns at Bengals. Bengals were the as we move to the NFL. Bengals were the number one seed in the AFC. And then they lost to the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 last week by a score of 34-31. to 31. As uh, that's just, it's bad. That's that's a uh, that's a really bad loss for uh, for them. Andy, Browns and Bengals, the Battle of Ohio. Who are you going with? One uh, Noon Central on CBS. Miles Garrett is a guaranteed pressure baker every week. So the question is whether the rest of the line can hold up against a reasonably talented Browns front. If so, Joe Burrow is light years ahead of Baker Mayfield with his chemistry between receivers. I'm willing to bet on that chemistry to push the Bengals ahead for now. However, with all the talent the Browns have in the secondary, that chemistry will be interrupted at times, and any win will come off a select few big plays. With that in mind, though, Joe, I'm going with your Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Browns right now are a bit of a mess. So I I, I got to go Bengals too. Even though the Bengals lost last week, I think it's going to be a statement game for them. And Andy, that puts every single one of us right now on the Bengals. I don't have Ben, uh, ben Boyd picks yet. So... I, I I gotta go Bengals too though. I gotta go with the the better team, and right now that better team is the uh, is the Bengals. It just is. I think they're a real contender, Joe. Yeah. 
Huh. Packers at Chiefs is next. I, this game, I emailed out the game before the Aaron Rodgers news. So as you can right. imagine, uh, people are going heavy on the uh, on the Chiefs. I, I with Ben Roethlisberger or with Aaron Rodgers on the team, I would have gone Packers. I am sticking with the Packers in this. The Chiefs have not been good this year. The Chiefs have a lot of issues. Yep. They're coming on a short week. The Packers have had a they they are coming off. They were played Thursday night last week. Chiefs played on Monday night last week. I, I think Jordan Love has been a part of the Packers team for three years now. He should know this offense very, very well. Devontae Adams will be playing in this game, I believe. So I and plus I have uh, AJ Dillon as my running back in a uh, fantasy league. So I am going heavy on the Packers. This week, Howard, Frank, Hoff, and Claves all went Chiefs. Joe, um, we will rally around Jordan Love and play good football. Uh, the winner this week between the Packers and Chiefs will be your Green Bay Packers. You're going Packers too. Good. I'm glad to have uh, some. Uh, I'm glad to have a. Little, I am not uh, real high on your Kansas City Chiefs this year. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, you know I, what? They've played, they, they have been to the last two Super Bowls. Right. They have played deep into the season. Yep. They have had a lot, you know, and it's hard to keep a good team like that together. Correct. So it's, it's just, uh, we yeah. It, we saw it here in St. Louis with the Rams, you know, back in the early 2000s, a, a, a hang, a similar hangover in the, uh, in the year 2000. And, uh, in the year 2000. I was just going to do that. I was just going to do that, but I didn't want to interrupt your points. You, you should have, though. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just, they're, they're obviously a, a talented, very, very good football team. I'm just not real high on them. I don't expect them to win every week like you have in the past. And this, and they've, they've proven me right pretty much so far every week this week, this year. Andy, the final game on our uh, pick'em for this week. Only four games. Titans at the Rams. Again, I think I put this game out there. Um, I, I put it, well, no, I put it out there after the Derrick Henry news. Uh, but still, you know what? The, the Rams go out. They make a big trade. They get Von Miller. The Titans, they, they still have a good defense. And that they have an offense that is running heavy that is, We'll see if they can plug and play a different running back. They signed Adrian Peterson this week. Yeah, I was just going to mention that, Joe. Uh, most teams wouldn't be panicking with a 6-2 record in the top seed in their conference, but the Titans just lost Derrick Henry for an indefinite period of time to a foot injury. The loss followed Tennessee's 31-31 comeback victory over Indianapolis. Henry was held in check with 68 yards, leaving Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown to get the job done. Uh, Joe, I'm going to go... Boy... I don't think the Titans can overcome that. If Derrick Henry is in that lineup, I'm going Titans, but I can't. I have to go with Stanley Steamers, Los Angeles Rams. I'm the same way. I am I'm the same way. I wanted to go Titans. I tried to convince myself to go Titans. I couldn't figure it out if they if, if with Von Miller in there too now and Aaron Donald like I couldn't talk myself into it. Howard yeah. Frank Hoff and Klaibs they all went Rams too. What it I is like Rams across the board. I tell you what I like, Joe. I like this under at fifty four. I could see that. I like that a lot. As a matter of fact. Yeah. 
and I'm not a betting guy, so I will not put any money on it. But yeah, uh, I, if, if I were a betting guy, I might. There are your picks. There's your pickums for this week. Uh, one college game, three uh, pro games, and that's brought to you by Kevin Miller, Caldwell Banker, Gundaker, and Triken Consulting. T R I K E N Triken Consulting for any of your new employment hiring needs at Triken Consulting. Hey, we will take our break when we come back. John Silver of AEW. He's in the main event tonight at Shafitz. If you uh, haven't gotten your ticket yet, go get them for tonight. Wrestling AEW, first time in St. Louis. And Greg Warren, the comedian, next week he'll be there. So I'm just giving you all kinds of uh, things to do on the weekends. Wrestling this weekend, comedy next weekend. Um, I'll, I'll, when we come back, I'll talk about where I'm going this uh, this weekend too. What I'm uh, what I'm going to go see. We'll talk about that when we come back. Hey, it's Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, stlouisacura.com, Munganass Alton Toyota, altontoyota.com. And we're right here on Claves Online, clavesonline.com. This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on clavesonline.com. Hey, have you thought about uh, buying or selling your home here in St. Louis? Well, Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker, he can help you out in doing so. Been selling and buying homes for well, a few decades now. You can call him at 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. Hey, welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, big weekend for AEW Wrestling here in St. Louis. Their first show in St. Louis will be this Friday at Chaffetz Arena. And joining us now is a guy that will be in the main event of that uh, very show. He is the Dark Order's John Silver, and he joins us now. John, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I just got here. Um... And, yeah, I just ordered some food, and I can't wait for it to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Hungy, right? <laughs> Good for you to say it for me, but Johnny Hungy. <laughs> hey, I try. I, oh, I tried so hard. I don't know if the PR people told you at AEW, because I, I pitched them originally. I said, I want to go drive around St. Louis on Friday and go to different food places around town and show, show uh, John some of the local cuisine around here. And they were like, I don't know if that's going to work. He's in the main event. Uh, you probably have to uh, eat and train differently on a, on Friday that day. Yeah, it might be a little difficult. I, I mean, I I feel like when I was younger, it was I would just eat and drink and do whatever the night before a big match. But I feel like uh, I'm now 30 years old, so I got to actually watch the way I eat right before a match. So, But uh, normally I would say, hell yeah, that would be awesome. But <laughs> If you want any suggestions before or after, I'll uh, I'd be happy to share those with you. And I know the I know you'll have some other people that can share that as well. But you're in the main event against Budge on uh, on Friday, Adam yeah. Cole. That has gone over just I, when you when you first mentioned that when you first gave him the nickname Budge. Did you expect it to go over the way that it did? No. Uh, to be honest, I don't know ever what I say is what's going to work and what's not going to work because there's some times where I'm like, Oh, I killed it. That line is so funny. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone's been tweeting about it. 
and then nothing. And there's some times where I'm like, yeah, I could have done better on that one. Maybe we should do a second take, another take on that. I probably could have thrown some better stuff, and then it just blows up. So to be honest, I was like, maybe I should have done a t- second take on that. I could have thrown some different names, or at least like uh, more names, or something like that. And um, the people really like Budge, and uh, people still really like Muff Flanagan too. But Budge, I think, is definitely the the, the number one choice. Yeah, I used to do a a podcast with Road Warrior Animal. And one of the uh, some of the things that we talked about and when we went to conventions and stuff, you would see some of the guys, some of the old school wrestlers that it took them a while to get stuff to get stuff over an animal, you know, just 35 years as, as road warrior animal. He didn't have to worry about some of that stuff. So when you do come up with I mean, the, some, something like with the newspapers that, that Brody would, would throw at you when that first happened. Did I mean that stuff, stuff like that? You don't expect that to happen each and every week afterwards. No, so that was supposed to be like a one off, really. So it was uh, the original idea was I think they I forgot who t- came to who, but I think eventually Uno they might have asked Uno, I think the Young Bucks, to, to do stuff on the YouTube channel. And he's like, uh, you know, we're kind of like these angry, serious heels right now maybe we should have John and Alex do it. And we're like, well, how do we set it up? So we did that whole bit and then everyone loved the paper. So we had to just keep on doing that. So we had, you know, it was supposed to set up just me and Alex trying to recruit people, which it did. So we did those videos also. But uh, once people loved the paper so much, we're like, well, we got to do more with this too. So uh, that just completely took off and became a whole big thing as well, which was, which is awesome. Cause I got to do, Dark Order stuff and just me and Alex stuff. And, you know, I just, I like filming this is always so much fun because it, it, you just always have a blast. And especially when people like really start to like some of the stuff that we do, uh, it's good to get different reactions when back then we were getting, I mean, at least me and Alex were just basically backup characters on the show, basically. Like no one probably didn't even know our names. So, um, yeah, it's cool that it kind of blew. I mean, some of the stuff just blows up the way it does. What has that evolution been like for the Dark Order over, I know with the, the tragic passing of Brody last year, but the way that it started without him and then he came into the mix and now everything that you guys are, are doing with, with Hangman, it, it really has just been a, a roller coaster of, of changes with, with what you have experienced so far in AEW. Yeah, I mean, there's been obviously a lot of, a lot of change um, from where we originally, what we were originally doing. to when Brody came in to after that, it just, um, there's a lot of change. And it's, I think a, a good, a real good thing is like, it's, it's all stuff that we're not told really what to do. Um, you know, we're just kind of doing it. Um, in the beginning, we got, me and Alex got put in the dark order and Uno and Stu were always, already there. And people did not like us at all. Not only didn't like, did they not want to boo us, but they didn't. They wanted us like fired and murdered. Apparently, to people on Twitter. Uh, but and then they just once Brody came in, it made us more like legit thing, and it made us like these, you know, this force to be reckoned with because he was such a star and he was so good. Um, but we also with that. People also did see the BTE side, which was really, you know, showing our, our that we're 
more than just uh, a group. Like we're all have different personalities and showed all of our personalities. Um, and then, you know, when, when, when Brody got, got sick, uh, we kind of did stuff that more like, of course me, like I like comedy and stuff like that. So I'm going to just do whatever I like to do. And then everyone else showed their personality. And it, I think it just became very, um, people, people kind of relate to us, I think a lot. So once they started to relate to us, we, we couldn't be the bad guys anymore. You know, no one's going to boo us. Uh, back then, we didn't have really the crowds. Or if we did, it was very, like, few people in the crowd. So you can't really tell. But if we had full crowds there, we would have probably got, we probably would have been the good guys a lot earlier because we would have got cheered a lot faster. Um, but once once that started happening, and then we just kind of, like, we always just have random ideas. And then one time, like, if something happens and it's good, people like it, they like grab onto it so we had the idea of doing stuff with hangman and he loved that and then you know the people loved that too so we had to do more and more and eventually he's just you know one of our our buddies on tv so it's just kind of cool the way that the like how we went from stage one to where we're at now and how if we just kind of have an idea it could just be on tv like i'm wrestling adam cole in the main event uh at uh rampage and that was just us messing around on BT, and now it's you know we wrestled the elite the like pretty much the last two weeks, and then now I'm having a main event match. So it's just it's really cool how that this whole process really works. You wrestled in a deer costume on sure. Wednesday. Sure. Is second, that the second. is that the first time that you've wrestled in a costume? Costume? No. Uh, what was I? I used to wrestle for. I still actually went back recently, but there's a company called the. Uh, Beyond Wrestling, uh, they run out of uh, Massachusetts, and that's where I was wrestling before AEW. And uh, I think I've definitely done. I forgot what I was wearing last time I was. I forgot what I was wearing, but I've definitely dressed up and wrestled in a different costume. I can't remember what it was because uh, they they used to do Halloween shows or shows near Halloween. So I'm like, well, let me dress up because I like to dress up. And I think one year I did something with my beard i think i was joe dirt and i think i didn't wrestle in the joe dirt costume but i still had the like the feel so everyone was probably like what the hell is this guy doing but uh i definitely have wrestled i just can't remember off the top of my head what i what i uh what i dressed up as but the deer was actually it felt good to wear actually it was a little hot obviously in there but it was like a nice easy costume it, Besides, like the uh, the the antlers or whatever that they're called, they're called antlers, right? Uh, they were kind of hard, actually. So, so I was just praying that I didn't like stab myself in the face or stab someone else in the face and hurt someone. But uh, it was it was a good costume to wear. It makes you. I mean, you usually just wrestle in trunks, so it kind of makes you realize what some of the other guys go through. I mean, the luchadors and the masks and. And that's, you know, the, the more stuff you add on, the the harder it has to be in the ring sometimes and the hotter it gets, too. Oh, yeah. I was telling Uno, I was like, damn, I don't know how you wear a full blown top and long bottoms and the mask. And because I was I was drenched in sweat after that match. You get you can kind of get away with it in the uh, at the gym and the food when you're when you're going full body, though. Right. Uh, you don't have to you don't have to be just ripped all 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 the time. Yeah, you get a little bit of a pass. So maybe I should just. Uh... Maybe I should wear a full body and uh, just, you know, feed my hungry side. <laughs> <laughs> what did you order, by the way? You you said the food's on the way. What'd you uh, What'd you get? 
Uh, I decided to get an omelet from IHOP. Build your right. own. Yeah, I didn't want to. It's late, so I didn't want to go crazy on the carbs. So I went. I went with the omelet. Lots of protein. Uh, I got spinach and tomato and uh, ham in there, and then it's got some bread on the side, some toast. Uh, so I think it's a, a good late night meal for me. <laughs> now that you guys are back on the road, you you wrestled in front of fans when you were down in Jacksonville. It wasn't always a packed house, but you still had fans there. But now that you're back traveling, you're in different cities, and you're you're able to get back to what you guys are all used to doing. How is there anything that you learned while you were in front of no fans or the same fans every week? Now that you're in front of you're back traveling again, is there anything you learned during that downtime due to COVID? Um, you mean from wrestling not in front of fans? Yeah, it, just having to having to do that, not having fans to play off of all the time. I mean, I guess you really learn more than anything how much you need the fans. <laughs> uh, wrestling without fans is really not that fun, and um, you really have to get yourself in a good mental uh, place before a match to be able to do it when there's no fans, because it's you, you get less of an adrenaline rush. Like you're, I feel like more stuff hurts when you, when there's no fans. Like. It's just you really need to like mentally be prepared to you're ready to go. Um, and I believe I, I wrestled a few big matches. I did wrestle a few big matches without any crowds uh, crowd at all. I, uh, I think me versus Hangman, there was no one there at all besides just obviously the other wrestlers that they put in the crowd. Um, and, you know, that was a tough match, obviously. Hangman's awesome. Uh, really tough guy to wrestle too. He hits hard. He's very intense. So... I had to really like get myself ready, immensely prepared, um, and also I think in an almost, I mean, it's almost in a bad way for to to wrestle in front of no crowd because you almost forget about you have to react to the way the crowd reacts at least a little bit too. Um, you kind of you know you don't want to just like shut them away. You need to play to the crowd. So when there's no crowd, you're not playing any crowds. So you almost forget a little bit. So. Um, it's something you have to get used to again. A full crowd versus no crowd is completely different. You hear stories all the time from wrestlers who came up on the indie scene about, oh, they, they wrestled, you know, somewhere with 12 people in the crowd. Do you have any stories like that from your early days? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, I've done some like really, uh, like just there's been shows, especially like near like the end, uh, like before I got into AEW where I'm like, damn, this is, this is depressing. Like, what am I doing here? Like, uh, you know, I could be home with my friends and doing this and that, and I'm going to wrestle in front of 12 people. And, um, but I mean, it's, I guess it makes you kind of appreciate everything too, a little bit more, but, um, yeah, we've done, I've done so many shows that have done, you know, I think the average on the Indies is some, sometimes around 75 to like maybe 200, you know, obviously there's been those big shows where it's, you know, a couple hundred people, but there's definitely been shows where I'm like, damn, this is, this is very light. <laughs> so I hope they react to me loud. So at least it makes it feel better. But um, yeah, I've done some, some real sketchy independent shows. Definitely. It does seem though, that with the roster, there are so many guys on AEW that came up through the Indies recently that have similar stories to what you have. And it has, it's given you guys that relationship with the fans that has really catapulted you guys into the wrestling scene and in the way that you guys have in just a few short years. 
yeah, I'm, I, that's that's one thing. Like, I think people really connect with us a lot more for whatever reason. I think it's a, uh, I think like I was saying before, we kind of just do. I don't want to say we do whatever we want, but like, there's no, like, I don't get told really what to do for the most part. So I get to kind of just you get to see John Silver as John Silver, and there's not you're just seeing me being me instead of me trying to be this other character or free lines or whatever so i think a lot of it a lot of stuff you see is very natural it's very uh it's very raw it's just like well it's just what we're doing it's just what we like to do if that makes sense um so that's why i think it, the, it, obviously you'll feel better better like connection with people that when they're being true and they're not acting i guess so the uh, the show is this Friday. You guys have so Wednesday night is um, you, you have AEW um, Dynamite, and then on Friday is Rampage. As you will be in the main event against Adam Cole, or as uh, as we've seen on uh, BTE, being the elites, it's Budge against John Silver, and it's uh, it's the first time you guys are coming to St. Louis. Have you wrestled in St. Louis before? I feel like I have. <laughs> Wait. Uh, am I going crazy, or did did AEW come to St. Louis before? No, they were they were set to come. I I can't remember if it was March or April before everything got shut down for uh for no, it was supposed to be is April or May because I know it was the same day that it was a Cardinal game and then it was it was going to be a Cardinal game and then uh then Dynamite. So it was uh, it was a canceled show during 2020. So yeah, you guys have not uh, not been here yet. Okay, I'm get actually I'm getting Kansas City confused with st louis we're up kansas city tomorrow so we did kansas city before so that's a heel move that's a heel thing if you're going to confuse kansas city and st louis that's well, you you can't yeah you can't just yeah we'll <laughs> we'll uh we'll work on editing that out post uh post production yeah right now so that's why i'm getting confused because we were here so i'm here now but we'll be in i'm i'm just messing everything up <laughs> but i can see now that's why i'm getting confused all good. Hey, you will enjoy it here in uh, in St. Louis. the uh, The history of wrestling in this uh, in this town is huge, and I, I think you're going to have a packed house of fans that are just uh, chomping at the bit to see AEW wrestling. John, thank you so much, man. Hey, continued success uh, and luck to you in AEW and everything that you're doing with the Dark Order and uh, and everything else. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. And hey, next time you're in town. Don't be such a huge star that you're in the main event and we can go around and we can find some local restaurants to hit up. I mean, I'll try not to, but I can't promise anything, but I'll definitely get some food. <laughs> and that's AEW star John Silver joining us here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota. Hey, also sponsored by the Inskip Law Firm. Find it online at inskiplaw.com. And also, Glory Pro Wrestling this weekend. Hey, this weekend at the South Broadway Athletic Club, it is Wrestlepocalypse. It is uh, going to be a great show. Doors open at 3 o'clock. Bell time is at 4 with a main event of Hot Fire. Myron Reed against the Crown of Glory champion, Mike Outlaw. Also, Jake Something is going to be on the card. The Walking Weapon, Josh Alexander is on the card. Dad the Dan, uh, Dan the Dad, I'm sorry, is on the card. It is going to be a great show and and a tables, ladder, and chairs match for the tag team titles. You do not want to miss 
this show on Sunday at the South Broadway Athletic Club. But wait, but wait, just announced this week is one of the, uh, it, really, this is one of the biggest names ever to come to Glory Pro Wrestling. Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, December 5th. December to Riz member. So not only do you get the members of the Riz show from 105.7 The Point, but also Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner will be there. Meet and greet opportunities will be available. Go to gloryprowrestling.com for ticket information or come out to the show to Apocalypse this Sunday at South Broadway Athletic Center for more information. We take a break. We When we come back, we will be joined by Greg Warren. He is going to be at the Funny Bone next weekend, and we'll talk things over with him next right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. It's ClavesOnline.com. You're listening to Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body is at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. And hey, they will work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. If you're in a collision with a deer or anything else, uh, Collinsville Auto Body will help you out as I can speak to from past experience. Plus, I've known the family that's owned Collinsville Auto Body for at least the past 20 years now, maybe even longer. And I can tell you that it's good people doing great work at Collinsville Auto Body. 911. One North Bluff Road in Collinsville, another fine sponsor here of Weekend Joe. Hey, welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here at ClavesOnline.com. We are joined now by St. Louis's own comedian Greg Warren. What's going on, Greg? How are you? Hey, Joe. What's happening, man? I am. Uh, I'm doing good. Hey, I, well, I mean, we had you on, which means uh, many other shows are about to have you on next week, which means you must be uh, you must be coming back or I guess shouldn't say coming back. You live here. You must have some shows lined up in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, man. Doing uh, doing the November 11th through the 14th at the uh, Westport Funny Bones. Pretty excited. I haven't really done a public show in St. Louis for two years, so. Has it's, it been uh, that long? You didn't, yeah. uh, you didn't sneak anything else in uh, when stuff started to reopen? No, there was, I mean, I did some shows, but uh, yeah. it was, didn't really promote them. And it was just sort of like a hodgepodge, a bunch of comedians going up. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. As we can see by the, by the brick wall behind you too, uh, you, you like many comedians made the, made the most out of, uh, I guess, whatever you, you had to do during the pandemic. Cause it, it hit you guys pretty hard. Yeah. That, that brick wall. Now that is a, um, that is a real, fake brick wall joe and that that's a curtain right there that's not some sort of uh you know computer program uh backdrop that is that is an actual curtain that i bought to look like a brick wall uh and i think you know um i don't want to be an alarmist but i might just have a brick wall just go ahead and installed and in, 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 you know in that portion of my uh, my my condo so yeah i did a lot a lot of uh like kind of online uh, corporate shows it was uh not as rewarding hopefully is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what does I, how is i mean how's the feedback work for that when you because you feed well, off well, the audience yeah it's re- it's really interesting what you do is you, you talk into a microphone for for 45 minutes and you uh you assume that people are enjoying it <laughs> there's there is no feedback there's not i mean it's either it's sort of a tricky thing those online line shows and i just did like it was like usually for some company or some some event and it's um 
you could open it up where you can hear feedback, but if, if you turn everybody's mic on, then it's going to be mayhem because you're going to hear people's dogs and people just like talking and, you know, like, you know, cooking and all that stuff, or you shut them down and you hear nothing. And there were a couple of times where I was like, I, man, I, uh, I was going for about 20 minutes and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm hooked up here. Like I, like I have no idea. Yeah. So I just sort of learned to trust that it was going well. And, you know, usually at the end they'd be like, yeah, that was great. So, and uh, I mean, it has to feel like you're rambling at, at a certain point too, when, when you're not getting that, that's, I mean, you just have to really question yourself, even though you know, it's stuff that, yeah. that works. Right. It's a lot like talking to a girl in a bar. You know, I, I just, I just feel like, um, this, this feels like rambling. I'm not getting a lot of feedback. Uh, I'm starting to get disgusted with what I'm saying. Uh, and I don't think it's working. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, from what I remember about talking to a girl at the bar. <laughs> but you did get, I, I know I saw the, uh, the, the feedback you were getting on online. It was like, I don't know when, when was uh, where the cornfield grows? When did that get released? Was that-, uh, that was in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, it was uh, like July of 2020. We released that special on Amazon Prime. And um, it turned out to be kind of a good thing because it was a lot of like uh, sort of, you know, it was it was a family friendly uh, hour of material. And it was, you know, there was a lot of like family appointment viewing time going on during COVID. You know, it was like, all right, we're all going to get together at eight and we're going to watch TV. And so it actually kind of worked worked in our favor. But uh, yeah. And from that, that was at a time when people were craving any live entertainment uh, to to do. So you, that was, you know, that was a big deal back back then. What did that do for you personally, I guess, on the, on the comedian, on the, on the comedy scale of things? Um, man, I, I don't know how to quantify. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I still, uh, I still have a, a, a curtain brick wall behind me. So, um, yeah, it, it hasn't really changed my, uh, you know, <laughs> my lifestyle that much. No, it was, it, it, it's great. Every, it seems like most of the stuff I've done, um, it's all been, you know, it's all just a, you know, adds a little bit. And that one, it was nice, man. I, I seem, seemed like I made a lot of new fans and, uh, you know, people have been coming to shows and stuff like that and reached maybe, uh, you know, the a community of this sort of agricultural community that has, have, probably don't have a lot of comedy specials about farming. And uh, so, so uh, yeah, maybe made, made some new fans in a different market. I feel like you also put the, uh, the, the six is a serious number on the map too. I, that was, you know, man, local, thanks for, yeah. Thanks for saying that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> that was, man, that was a late ad that I did a gig with this guy and he was like, Hey man, we, we have a, a common friend named Tommy Jonigan, who is a comedian from St. Louis. And uh, he's like, yeah, Tommy told me about this one guy who did this joke. And it was that joke. And I was like, dude, that was me. That's my joke. That's my joke. And um, was it you that he was talking about or somebody steal it? No, no. It was oh, okay. you know, Tommy told him about one of his friends and I'm one uh-huh. of Tommy's friends. So uh, and I was and I was just getting ready for the special. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'd have, I never have done that on TV or on a CD or anything. So, yeah, I told the story about um, basically about, you know, that we have this we have this uh, program in St. Louis where if uh, the Cardinals score six or more runs uh, in any game, my, my dad, you know, you, you get your coffee for, I think 50 cents and it's the biggest part of my father's life. You know, he's, uh, he's, di- he's dialed in. And so, yeah, that, that, yeah. Thanks for remembering that. Yeah. That, that was uh that was a fun part of the show. And it, yeah. That was a late ad. 
That's I, I mean, I would imagine has that has that gone out as you've as you start touring again? Is that something that has stuck with people in other parts of the country? It's weird. Not not as much. Um, I never know what's going to stick. You know, it's it's varied, but there's always like one. You know, one or two bits dur- that during the special that like um, for this one, I think sort of the the, the beans and the corns talking about the, you know, uh, field corn and sweet corn and that kind of thing was the thing that. It was the stickiest, but everybody has, you know, everybody, somebody will, I don't remember some of it now, to be honest with you, because I kind of uh, have been trying to write a new hour and I, you know, I, I remember I could do probably 50% of the material right now easily, but there's another 50%. I'm like, ah, I, I would have to think about how do I, how do I do those jokes? How, how did I do those jokes? Uh. So, okay. That, that brings, I wanted to, I was going to bring this up with you. Uh, so I, another, and I see you're wearing the Bob and Tom hat. Another comedian friend of mine is uh, Kostaki Economopoulos. Oh yeah, he's great, yeah. man. Yeah. So he, uh, I had him on a few weeks ago. We were talking football. He does the uh, the the, yeah. the quick snaps. Yeah. The football jokes, and afterwards, like I, so when you are interviewing as a comedian, as you when you're doing that, you're gonna do, you know, you're gonna be in the studio for a lot of different shows next week and, and yeah, doing yeah. your thing as you usually do. How do you, how do comedians like those interviews to go? Do you like to be set up to give your jokes? I mean, you don't want to give away stuff that you're going to be doing on the show. Like no, I, as a I, comedian, what is, what is that perfect interview that you guys, you guys want to do? I mean, I think for everybody, it's different. I like doing a little material, you know, I, I don't mind doing a little, it's nice if you, you know, with, with most people, you, most professionals, you can just sort of flow into it. You know, you know, it doesn't have to sound hokey, but I, you know, I think, um, you know, if I was a celebrity, if I was like a giant celebrity, everybody would want to know about these interesting quirks in my life. But nobody, usually if they have you on the radio show and you're a comedian, it's like, yeah, uh, just, you know, be funny. So I, I like doing, a, a you know, the, the funnest is when it's a blend of like, you know, uh, a little bit of material and then some stuff that just organically comes up between people that know each other. Uh, so. Yeah, Which, but yeah, I, you, and you've you've definitely built that here, so it's yeah, yeah man. This next week's I mean, got to be easy for you. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. I mean, I I actually kind of love doing radio. There's a lot of comics that hate it, but I you know I love doing it. So yeah, I mean, I've I've already done a couple this week, and I'm getting ready to do a bunch more. And it's just you know these days it's like uh, just sort of hanging out with old friends. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I was doing um, I did a Frank Cusimano show earlier, you know, and uh, uh, Frank was. Uh, you know, he's a sports guy and he was, he was trying to give me, uh, he's trying to give me the business about wrestling singlets. You know, he was like, uh, so yeah, well, the, tell me about the singlet. You know, it seems a little guy on, I'm like, hey, Frank, you played basketball at DeSmet in like 1978. The short shorts and the, the, you know, the gym socks and the, uh, and the basketball uniform was not all that different from a wrestling singlet at that point. Right. Um, it was no more flattering than a wrestling single. Hold on. So you and I, we're, we're doing this right now for, for people yeah. that are listening to this over the, uh, on the, on the podcast, we also are doing this on video and I'm trying to bring up this picture right now because I wasn't expecting you to, uh, to bring that up, but yeah. there are video. I mean, there are pictures out there of Frank playing basketball back oh, in the I day. Didn't know oh, I didn't know that, man. <laughs> you haven't seen, oh my, you haven't seen the basketball one of him? No, I mean, I just know what basketball players look like in the 1970s, man. And I maybe I'm thinking, no, that's, Frank had to be playing at DeSmet in the 70s, probably late 70s, with Stavanovich, right? 
Because Stepanovich, Stepanovich was uh, at Mizzou in the early, early 80s, right? I, I'm I'm not sure the yeah. years of that. Yeah. yeah, that that's not one I would know. I'm I'm just I'm trying to find this. I'm trying to download this picture quickly and and put it up here on the screen for us to uh, for us to look at and and critique right here <laughs> on the uh, on on the YouTube version of this or the Twitter version of this. Outstanding. And I I'm bringing it up right now here. It's uh as it's uploading and we're gonna put it up here on the middle of the screen. But there. There's Frank back in his umsel days. <laughs> and, he looks good, man. He looks good. He looks. He's got a little bit of a Stallone haircut there too, man. I, I imagine that's what he walked into the barber and asked for back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you're right. Rocky was uh, Rocky was probably best picture. I don't know what '77 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Frank looks good, man. I mean, that if, shirt is as tight as what a wrestling singlet exactly, would have been. exactly. How different uh, uh, from a wrestling singlet is that actually? You know. It's gonna come. He's gonna come at me about that. Uh, yeah, and then um, you know, he, uh, it was it was it was good. It's, I love I love doing these radio shows, man. I, I actually enjoy it. I, I wish I would I would have you know what I would have texted Gardner Chris Gardner and had him send me more Frank oh, pictures man. if I would have if I would have known this was the uh, the direction that this. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like he just has a file of them somewhere on his computer. Yeah. Because every few months he gets blocked by Frank on Twitter. And I think he spends those few months when he's in the doghouse just waiting, just compiling more stuff. Because then he gets unblocked and it lasts about two hours. There's like a particularly, uh, I think, kind of dorky uh, one of me wrestling it for Mizzou uh, out there on the internet, I think, where like... Um, I don't think I real realized like <laughs> maybe it's why I'm in entertainment. Cause you know, I was wrestling and it, it was the big eight back then. It was very competitive. I was a college wrestler. You're supposed to take like intimidating pictures. And I was always like, I, I, I would, all my pictures of me wrestling, like in, uh, you know, where like the, the team pictures or whatever, the, the photos they take are like, I look like I'm a game show host or something like that. Rather than trying to hurt somebody. Yeah. Is it this? I, I, as as the the power of Google and being able to do yeah. this. Is this the picture? Yeah, that I think we're, that's it. We're okay, yeah, about? Look, yeah, look at that guy, man. Why? What am I smiling at, man? I'm I, I'm not a. I'm supposed to be trying to rip somebody's head off from Nebraska, and I'm smiling. What an idiot! <laughs> this is the beauty of the podcast. Now, I mean, you aren't you aren't you aren't getting that doing just these radio studio interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for putting that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you, uh, how many months? Good ahead of hair though, man, back then, I'll tell you. It was, I, you know what? I wasn't going to say it. I I, I was just going to leave that, uh, leave that to be because I'm, God, last time you and I did something in studio, it, this was not, uh, this was not as long as it is right now. Yeah, yeah, man. You, uh, yeah, you've gone a different direction, Joe. Yeah. You're getting, uh, yeah, I like it, man. It's going, going on almost three years. This is this yeah. is nearly three years. Of, it seems uh, like you're yeah you're fully committed right now, man. To a to a I think it's a, a lifestyle. It seems like at this point, yeah. it really is. And I'm I'm not sure how much longer I go with it. I'm not sure exactly what to uh, what direction to to take it. But I don't know, man. I you start yeah you start to look kind of castable, man. I could see you in one of these. You know, Netflix uh, films is like the d- derelict d- dirtbag uh, guy, you know, likable, likable, but like uh, sort of the guy in the in the meth meth gang, you know, the motorcycle gang uh, who's, who's you know, he doesn't do a lot of the bad stuff, but he's but he's affiliated with the gang. 
Yeah. Like a you know what was the the Will Ferrell the uh, the Talladega Nights not a good not a bad drug dealer like a nice one like yeah uh, I hey, think so yeah. yeah 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 I think yeah I think you would be yeah yeah so it's at still, some point still, then, it's still a guy that's made some poor choices yeah so I at some point then I must have made the switch because a lot of times I'd get Jesus I, I yeah. would get that but now you're telling me homeless drug dealer and I don't know when that when that crossover would have happened um. Well, I think the backwards hat probably, ah, yeah. you, you know, the backwards hat's going to really take you from Jesus to to uh, to derelict uh, dirtbag kind of guy. They just didn't uh, have helps. trucker hats back then. Right. They didn't. Um, and then, you know, I mean, there's some parallel. I mean, Jesus was homeless for or his family was for a while. Right. He's wandering around or, you know, I think. We're, we're getting we're, we're really we are, gonna, yeah I, we're I gonna used... we're gonna reveal really quickly how little i know about religion um so so religious jokes won't be in the new uh in the no, new no, bit. no 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 that's no. not part of the new hour of I comedy just, i don't have you're... a framework i didn't i wasn't brought up really with any uh they won't be offensive to people who are religious um but i uh but yeah i, I don't know the facts uh yeah like facts <laughs> is a facts is a tricky one uh <laughs> i don't know the I don't know the theories. <laughs> so I'm looking at your your upcoming schedule here. You, yeah. you got Peoria coming up, Springfield, Missouri. You're you're in Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, all of these. You're it's a lot of Midwest towns that you're in. Yeah, where I feel like the you know the title of your last special it's going to play real well in a lot of those cities. I think so. Yeah, I think so, man. A lot of Midwest. I, mean, I just did do like a run on the East Coast. I just got back. Uh, Tim Convy and I did like. Uh, New York City, Albany, and Philly in a week, and that was uh, pretty fun. But um, yeah, th I, th I think you're right. I think the next uh, the next several weeks are are Midwest type stuff. Yeah, and then I the new hour is about that's um, uh, about a lot of things. But one of the things it's about is uh, uh, it's it's called the Creamy and Crunchy Tour, uh, and it's about my my former uh, life as a, a guy that that sold uh, peanut butter for Procter and Gamble. I sold Jif peanut butter. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, uh, how, are you Jif, Jif guy? You know what? I, so I usually do, um, I just get whatever the biggest jar is at yeah. Walmart. I, I get that, whatever yeah. the, the largest size, because I just go at it with a spoon. Yeah. So I always have that at home. And then this, I mean, well, we're doing this on a St. Louis website. So people here, and I, I guess it's national fresh time. The, the grocery store fresh time oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I go there for the the honey roasted peanut butter there so i always have those two things of peanut butter at the at the house at all time and i eat them just yeah. with a spoon yeah it's a little offensive to a guy like me I'm sorry who, yeah i mean who you know i'm a jiff loyalist i, I, I you know as part of a lot of the jiff introductions uh fresh time i haven't even looked at what they have to offer i would assume it's a lot of uh, organic stuff you know, which is uh, snobby peanut butter, but you're on both ends of the spectrum. You're on like fresh time, which is, is probably like some sort of high, high priced organic peanut butter, um, you know, tastes like they forgot to take the shells off uh, versus or no, you said honey roasted. So, yeah, that's that. That means they, they put a cup of sugar in there. Probably. Yeah, is, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm wrong about the organic. So, yeah. Um, and then you just get a big are we talking four pound probably? Yeah, yeah, about that. The four pound whatever. is four pound is real big. Four pounds, yeah. like, yeah, like I mean, you know, 
uh, 18 ounces where all the action is. That's that's where all the promotions run is in the 18 right. ounce jar. You know, and then you got your 28, you got your 40, you got your four pound for families or guys like you. Um, you know, the, the some of the club stores, you got your uh, uh, Sam's and Costco. They'll do like a, a double pack of uh, 40 ounces. Uh, now I've been out of the business for a while, Joe, but that's, uh, I, I, um, our motto was choosy moms choose Jeff. Right. Um, right. and, uh, I ran a promotion one time. Normally if, if you went to where, wherever, probably schnooks or, uh, Deerberg's and you got an 18 ounce jar of Jeff today, I bet you it's going to cost two seventy nine, two eighty nine. Okay. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe a dollar 99, you know, special. Maybe if they get crazy during back to school, two for three dollars. OK, I ran a special one time, put together a deal. Kroger Columbus, 150 stores, 18 ounce GIF, 99 cents, 99 cents, Joe. People were coming over the state line, buying it like it was moonshine whiskey. I mean, it was even the bad moms bought GIF that week, Joe. Even the they're like, Mama, this peanut butter tastes good. Don't get used to it, boy. I ain't giving up cigarettes and I ain't giving up Red Bull. So when it's gone, it's gone. You know, uh, this is a proud moment in my career. Yeah, that is, I I would have I would have stocked up to where I would have had enough till you ran that special. Joe, That's... Uh, Joe, we, we put a limit three on it for guys like you. There's a three a limit three. You can't you can't open that up or or uh, you know we'd have gone bankrupt. You can't. I can't open it up, man. It's a limit. I, I can three. go back multiple times. I mean, I'll, I'll wear. Yeah, it you could. Like, you, yeah, you're yeah. the kind of guy. Probably. Yeah, you'd probably shave the mustache for uh, one trip, and then uh, you know put the hat forward for another trip. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. Then you got the power up, down. Yeah. Yeah, hair up. The sunglasses. You know, maybe even with the seeing eye dog for you know for another one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If the you Bobby Valentine that, mustache. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. If you want to put that kind of effort in, I I, I think you probably could uh, come away with a lot more than three. Um, it's cheating, you know, but <laughs> we're trying to try to try to do something nice for the community, Joe, and you have to ruin it for everybody. You know, it, you know what? It, it really, I mean, peanut butter is kind of a, a separate food group for me. It, it really, oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it really is like I, you know, but that's, I, and so we have at our house, like I, I, you know, I share with the family for that. I go up to my sister's and she has two jars of peanut butter in her cabinet at all time. One of them is reserved for her dog. Really? Yes. Okay. Which I, I've since I, they didn't always do it. They just had one that they knew was Trooper, their dogs, peanut butter. Right. And now they have to like draw lo logos and everything on it because I guess people just wouldn't look and uh, people yeah. like well, me would come up there. I, I guess they let the dog just eat right out of the jar. They just geez. opened up the jar, they put it down and they let the yeah, dog lick right out of it. What what kind of uh what kind of uh, peanut butter are we we giving the dog? And with the exact same that they are giving the kids that she's giving the kids. It so, is like it is like two jars of Jif. One is labeled wow. For the dog, the other one is for the, her children. Wow. Okay. Knowing her, she would probably get Jif for the dog and get generic brand for her kids, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, or Skippy, you know, which is <laughs> garbage. But right. yeah, that's I've I've run into that a few that's times. That's impressive, right? man. Yeah. I yeah I I don't get why she can't just put a spoon in there and do it. I, I it just feels like letting the dog eat right out of the jar seems. A little gross, but I, ah, I mean, if you keep them separate, I mean, yeah, if you keep them separate, but knowing kids and people that come in and out of the pantry and, you know, eating late night sandwiches, somebody's, somebody's eating some dog peanut butter in that family, I would bet. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh so how much how much peanut butter related material do you have for uh for for this? Uh I think we're in the neighborhood of I don't know 12 15 minutes maybe. I mean I, I, I like kind of I kind of been going to the crowd a little bit towards the end of the show and just asking what I can. Just just learning learning it, you know, just people are very passionate about peanut butter. They you know, they're very loyal and I ask, you know, I ask them what kind you guys got the house, you know, they got stories like you. It's uh, everybody wants to talk peanut butter. Um, How is when you go to the crowd? Because I'll I'll listen on I'll listen to the comedy stations on Sirius XM. Yeah, and I, it's always it's it's always amazing. I mean, they they obviously just play the best of of guys' material. Yeah. But how quick they are with that, because that's not something you can set up ahead of time, is it? No, definitely not. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's that's really hokey. I mean, I don't believe a lot of crowd work should be on an album or a special. And I didn't used to believe in doing it anyway. People love it. Fans love it. The crowds love it in a live performance. I think it sounds not quite as good taped, you know? Yeah. The problem is it it is it's a little more of a, a skill than an art for ninety percent of the people. There's guys that are specialists, like Jimmy Pardo, Ian Bag. They're like crowd work specialists that do some pretty interesting stuff. You know, really cool original stuff. But most of it is you know it's just it's it's every comedian that's been working for a while can do it. Um, it seems a lot harder than it is. Um, but I have learned. I I kind of a good Mike Berbiglia is a, a guy that I did started doing comedy with a long time ago. He's gone on to do real well and. He's a guy that sort of uh, convinced me that like, no, a, a live show, there's sh- at least, you know, at least five, 10 percent of it should be uh, uh, sp- spontaneous or, you know, it, it should be I- improv. So the easiest way to do that is to if something comes up, you just roll with it. You know, that's that's the best way. But now I've been actually going the next step and just starting asking people just going around the room. What uh, what kind of peanut butter you guys like? Uh, and uh, yeah, you get some. I mean. You know, there's there, it, it can be confrontational. I'm like I said, I'm a Jif loyalist. Uh, guy, guy was telling me, you know, he had Skippy at the house, and uh, and I was like, hey, I get it, man. You know, the times are tough. Not every, you know, people, uh, you know, you might might have lost a job or something during. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 man, no, I I like Skippy better than Jif. I'm like, okay. I mean, I see what's going on here. Obviously, sir, you have COVID. You know, like, you know, your taste buds are off and that's, that's a, it's a sad thing, you, you know, but you shouldn't be at the show. You really shouldn't be at the show. If you're at still, if you still can't taste, you shouldn't be at the show. Yeah. I had it. You got to wait 10 days before you get, you know, you get back into the circulation. So yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, you know, I, I guess you're not going to incite any kind of riots like a political We haven't had a riot yet, be, we, but yeah, we haven't had a riot yet, but we, you know, we, um, you know, I, I, people are passionate. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. You know, it's interesting. I, I got to go in a second, Joe, because I, I told you I got a plumber. Oh, I know. Up. Yeah. I got a plumber showing up. I got two two clogs. Sink sink is uh, clogged and the uh, upstairs bathroom's uh, clogged up pretty good. I, I wish he would walk in now because I would like to see. I would like to bring him over and put him next to you and be like, which one is the stereotypical plumber and which one is the stereotypical <laughs> <laughs> media personality i don't know man because right now with the hat backwards and yeah. the hair long like this it, you know it is a little bit more of a plumber look i think it was know? fine when i was just doing radio and just doing podcasts but we have started to do more video like we are now and and Klaibs has started to question when i'm going to cut my hair like and it's but he's been questioning it for a while 
Yeah. Like last, I think it was like in May. You remember John Gant that was on the Cardinals? Sure, man. He, the, yeah, he had a long hair. He was longer than you. And then he, yeah. Yeah, he and cut it up. He cut it up. And he, uh, so the day he shaved it, he showed up to the ballpark with it all shaved off. Claims yeah. just gives me a call. He's like, hey, wanted to let you know John Gant shaved his head. And I was like, oh, okay. Message received. He's like, just, yeah. just, just letting you know. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like uh, okay. I mean, Klaibs, I, yeah, I, you know, tell Claves Gant got traded about three weeks later, too. Man. Right, exactly. I, did he get DFA'd yeah. or did he get traded? No, he got traded, didn't he? J- traded for Hap, yeah. They they okay. just switched right. dugouts one day. They just, hey, that, that was when the Twins were in town. I want to try something. I think the plumber might be here. I want to see which which guy looks more like a plumber. You or the guy? Okay. Awesome. We will right. <laughs> we'll do that. And while he walks away, I will uh, I'll let you know. Greg Warren Comedy is the uh, is the website that you can go to and see all of the shows that he has. Funny Bone in St. Louis is where Greg will be from November 11th through November 14th. So you can go there and find yeah, where to get uh, where to get tickets a little bit, yeah. for this uh, for this event. So yeah, here so we go. Uh, what's, clean cut. Everything. What's your name, Jason? Jason and Jason, you're with what company? Gateway Sewer and Drain. Gateway Sewer and Drain. Gate. If you put Jason next to Joe Roderick, which guy looks like the stereotypical plumber, and which guy looks like the media host? He looks like he ought to be hosting a show. Okay. Yeah, it's more clean cut. He looks, yeah, he looks a lot neater than I do right now. Yeah, 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 man. I, I he does. Like, I, I think, uh, I, I hate that. I, I, and Joe, you're great at what you do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> look out for this guy, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a good look. I will, does he know what you do for a living, or is he just walking into a house right now with a random brick wall curtain behind? I'm sure him? he has. I'm sure he has no idea who I am, uh, which is better. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, he well, does. Greg, uh, I guess he does. I, I guess he does. I guess he is familiar. Um, uh, Greg, yeah. thank, thank you so much, man. I will. Uh, I'll let you go take care of your clogs, and we will. Uh, we'll be in touch soon. Joe, great to see you, man. Yeah, thanks Absolutely. for having me on. Okay. Hey, that's Greg Warren joining us here on Weekend Joe. Uh, as as I said, he'll be in St. Louis next week. And hey, Weekend Joe is sponsored by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. And if you're Greg, you, you need to call a plumber if you have any issues with your car. You get into a small accident, major accident, you need some body work done, you call Collinsville Auto Body. 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville is where you can find the folks over there at Collinsville Auto Body, a, a tremendous sponsor here on Weekend Joe. Take our final break. Come back. Crack slippers to wrap things up right here. It is ClabesOnline.com. The Inskip Law Firm wants you to know that whether you need a will or trust, long-term care planning for a loved one, a special needs trust, or more, that you've come to the right place with them. Maybe you don't know what you need. At the Inskip Law Firm, they explain everything that you need to know, and they answer every question. And their process is easy, straightforward, and understandable. There's no preparation necessary and nothing to bring. Their services are customized to suit your unique needs and wishes, and they will work with you to uncomplicate the complicated. The Inskip Law Firm prides themselves on responsiveness and quick turnaround. You'll always know the fees up front and always receive a personalized plan that reflects your own unique needs. You can call now to set up a COVID-safe in-person or virtual consultation at 
818-038-0344 or find them online at inskiplaw.com. Welcome back in weekend. Joe Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClabesOnline.com. Uh, you, uh, you just heard interviews, John Silver and Greg Warren. Great stuff from both of those guys as we get you ready for the weekend here. Andy, uh, two years I've been waiting to once again go and see Luke Combs. And I will be doing that Saturday night at Enterprise. Very, very excited to do that. So... Uh, the great John Vaughn is getting married this weekend. Oh, really? Yes. And I will be uh, the master of ceremonies and uh, disc jockey for those nuptials. That's awesome. Send him uh, send him my best this, uh, this weekend when you I see will. him. I will. But I was very disappointed to see that uh, it was the same night as Luke Combs. Yeah, and that's you, uh, you're, tough, you're, uh, tough call for you. The Luke Combs uh, thing, I, I didn't buy in for a long time and then i'm like okay joe's right he's good yep. now he's like by far one of my most favorite artists and, yeah uh, i just i might have to go see him in chicago or something he's uh he's in chicago friday nights oh well that's that's not gonna work <laughs> i looked yeah not he, cheap. uh yeah not it's cheap. um what not cheap to go see luke it's not. Like I said, I've had these tickets for two years. No idea what I spent on them, uh, but I can tell you this. I will instantly regret not spending more because it's been two years since I, I spent them. I Joe, bought it. So um, that, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's money from two years ago. That money doesn't think, matter anymore. If I remember correctly. I should have spent more of it. The last time. You, yeah. Just go out and make more. That's all you have to do. Um, yeah. The, um, if I remember correctly, the last time you saw him, you went down to SEMO to see him. He yeah, that's, uh, he was playing those kind of venues. He didn't come to St. Louis. He went down to SEMO, and I was had a seat that was six rows from the stage off to the side. It was like, it, it said it was obstructed view. Andy, I, I could not have seen him any more clearer. What, like he was the obstruction or something? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I was looking at the side of him instead of straight on. Yeah. It did not matter at all. Now, that that was, was that 2018 you did that? That was 2019. That was October of 2019 because uh, right after, like two days after that, I drove down to Atlanta for game five and the Cardinals scored 10 runs in the first inning. He had... And Mike Claiborne and I uh, talked on the field and uh, uh, discussed ideas to do a relaunch of ClaibsOnline.com. Oh, wow. So yep. that's where he was born. That's uh, this is where yeah this incarnation uh, was born on the on the field down there at what was SunTrust Park is now Truist Park. Uh, but he was in 2019. He was a still a pretty big artist. He had just blown up, so I think he was finishing the tour that he was on at the time. By the way, he gets two nights in Chicago tonight and tomorrow night. Nice. Uh, also, on top of that, so he had Morgan Wallen uh, opening for him. And Morgan oh, Wallen, you remember, was a huge star before he uh, made very racist uh, comments. Yeah, I can't say that kind of stuff there, Morgan. Nope. Uh, so, but Morgan Wallen opened for him right when Morgan Wallen was exploding onto the scene. And Luke, then it was Luke Combs. So it was a, a hell of a show. Ashley McBride opens for him now, which she is, uh, she's really good. I'm. I, there's about four or five of her songs I'm looking forward to hearing. But she also is a uh, very uh, huge up-and-comer. I, I want to say she was new artist of the year um, in 2020. But we're still, I, we're still talking about taking one more trip 
this year and I, I kind of want to go to New York or I haven't been in New York in forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what might be fun is he is, uh, he's playing his show at Madison Square, Madison Square Garden on the 29th and 30th. Oh, that mean, but at the same time, if I go to New York, I want to go around the time. You know, Billy Joel plays a monthly show at Madison Square Garden. Trying to do double up on those. Yeah, but it's tomorrow night. And we'll talk. We'll talk more about this in the weeks to come. But I'm going to see uh, Nico Moon when I'm in Nashville. It it was 15 bucks for a ticket. I'm going to be there. I'm going to go see him. Yeah, it's a small venue, but it was uh, so. Also, I was looking at what other shows are there. Sturgill Simpson was supposed to be playing the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah, and he has taken the rest of the year off to. Uh, he has vocal cord issues. Oh, so to replace Sturgill Simpson, the Ryman Auditorium uh, brought in um, another artist for three nights. Uh, this guy named Garth Brooks. Are you kidding me, <clears throat> Andy? Tickets went on sale. And sold out the same day for three shows. Wait a minute. Go okay. yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Two hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. I mean, the, for him to see Garth at the Ryman. Yeah, that's nothing. This is just like they were like, "Oh, Sturgill can't do the show." Hey, Garth, want to do three shows? Or what they and called it, Trisha Yearwood and said, "Hey, can your husband do these shows?" Right. Hey, Trisha. You want to do some shows at the Ryman? By the way, bring your husband. Right. Bring your husband, too. <laughs> Joe, is that happening when you're down there? Yes. The three days I will be there, Garth is playing there. Yes. Where are you staying? I haven't booked a place yet. Wow. Holy moly. They're sold out. Well, yeah, but what do you I mean? But there's hub. I guess I want to. I want to know what they're going for. I'm looking right now. You, uh, yeah, look that up. Go ahead and uh, and do that because Andy. While we do that, I have a crack slipper for you. If you will do the honors. Oh, Joe, some stories just uh, what they uh, they don't hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick, ClaimsOnline.com. Andy, this story has it all. It includes. College football. It includes strippers. Ooh. Jerry Springer. Jerry. Halloween. Oh. And a monkey. Stop it. Andy, Texas, the Texas Longhorns have a special team coach by the name of Jeff Banks. Tony Banks. Jeff Banks. Jeff Banks. Jeff Banks was uh, the former special teams coach for Alabama. Under Nick Saban. Okay. Texas lured him away with $1 million a year in salary for a special teams college football coach. <clears throat> While leaving Texas, Jeff Banks also left his wife and kids for a stripper who goes by the name Pole Assassin, <laughs> who has been featured on Jerry Springer. Of course she has. <clears throat> Pole Assassin has a pet monkey. Oh. Who performs with her? Part of her act. Andy, the uh, the Banks hyphen assassin household in Texas. Yes. They uh they hosted a trick or treat, a haunted maze at their house and backyard 
for trick-or-treaters to go through. Andy the monkey was caged in the backyard. With, yep. I, according to Pole Assassin, she says there were signs up and there were plenty of warnings and the route did not go past the monkey. But one child apparently went up to the monkey's cage. No. And was bit by the monkey to where no. the jaws of the monkey had to be pried off this child. Oh my goodness. Pole Assassin later went on to uh, social media to try to claim her innocence and blame the child. <laughs> Kids fall. I guess the, uh, the folks at Texas and her, I don't know if it's husband, fiance, boyfriend, I don't know what their situation is. Didn't do that much research for this. Sure. That part of the story seemed unnecessary. But they uh, they got her to remove the video that she posted about that. <laughs> To be fair, the coach of Texas was asked about it this morning, and he uh, he did say that they were not going to let the um, the the Halloween stripper monkey um, ruin any kind of their game plan for the weekend. Well, I mean that's a, a positive spin to put on the uh, on the whole situation, right? They they weren't going to let it bother them. They were not going to let it affect them in any way. They were they were going to rally around their current team and not oh. worry about the uh, the stripper monkey, and they were going to play good football. Yeah, we will rally around the stripper monkey. Yeah. <laughs> That's two Dick Vermeil references in uh, in today's show. That really makes me happy. I'm glad it makes you uh glad it makes you happy. You uh you let me know what uh <laughs> what the uh the, the Garth prices are well, yeah, I, and I, what I you uh, have, what you want to do with that. I may have found are you going by yourself? Yeah. I may have found you the deal of the century. Really? Main floor six, row N. Uh huh. It's like it's a stage. It's going to be center right on the stage. Okay. Yeah. Four fifty. Andy. Well, Joe. I mean, everything else. Everything else on that uh, down the floor are thousands of dollars. Like main. There's other. There are other. There are other seats in like main floor five, one thousand sixty-two. Main yeah. floor seven, twelve forty-eight. Uh, Joe, if you want to uh, get right up and close and smell Garth's nuts, it, it'll cost you six thousand dollars each. I've seen them once. I'm good. <laughs> it really yeah. is. I, it really is. I'm fine. Yeah. So yeah, four fifty, Joe. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'll tell you all about Luke Combs next week uh, when, yeah, please uh, when we're on. And I'll let you know just uh, just how good it uh, it was. So we will uh, we'll talk to you about it then on uh, on weekend. Joe, Andy, have a great rest of the weekend. Enjoy the enjoy the DJing of the wedding this weekend, and send my best to the Vaughn family. I most certainly will. This has been Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota, each and every week, right here on ClabesOnline.com. The 2021 Acura TLX is the top-selling luxury sedan in St. Louis, and St. Louis Acura has an unbeatable selection. The TLX has the highest safety rating, and right now you can get $2,500 in loyalty conquest offers with 0% financing for up to 36 months. We offer free pickup and delivery, and we'll also buy your used vehicle, even if you don't buy from us. St. Louis Acura, committed to becoming better than ever for you.